There are people that bring sacrifices. There are people that come to church. There are people that are religious, but their heart is far from God. It's so important that when we come before the Lord to worship, to fellowship with Him, that our heart is right. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. You're listening to In Grace. I'm Jim Scudder. Thank you for joining us today here on this radio program and podcast. We are continuing a series called Is the Old Testament Obsolete? And we're going to be talking more today about Cain. We're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 4 and Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, where it talks about by faith Abel. How would we know? about Abel if we didn't have the Old Testament. As some people have suggested, it's really not relevant. It's really not something that we need to pay attention to anymore. No, folks, the the Old Testament is foundational. And so we're going to be talking again today about Cain and Abel, their sacrifices, and why Abel's was accepted and Cain's wasn't. And then we're also going to talk about the sad plight of the world. As we have so many people murdered now, well, we're going to talk about the first murder, the murder of a brother by a brother. So all of that coming up today here on In Grace. Also, don't forget that In Grace is coming to you. We can only get to so many places, so we've been to a lot of cities already. Now we're going to be going to two more places. We're going to be going to the Dakotas on October 28th. We'll be in Mitchell, South Dakota at the Corn Palace, and you have a free ticket at our website, ingraceradio.com. And then we're also going to Arizona in February. And those of you that live in Arizona, we'd love to meet you. Get your free ticket at our website, ingraceradio.com. Then in Hebrews 11, we also read in verse 4, by faith, Abel, okay, how would you know Abel if you didn't know the Old Testament? By faith, Abel offered unto God a, what does it say? A more excellent sacrifice than Cain, okay? by which he obtained witness. What was his witness? Well, remember, you're going to read in a second here, I don't want to spoil it for you, but Cain killed Abel. And Abel now has a testimony that speaks beyond the grave. And and read it here. By which he obtained witness, a testimony for future generations, that he was righteous. Was he righteous because he brought an animal sacrifice? No. He was righteous because he knew he was a sinner and he put his trust in the Lord. And this animal sacrifice was evidence of that. Okay, God testifying of his gifts and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. He's still speaking to us today. And so is Cain. Before Jesus was sacrificed, shedding blood was the way to approach him. And there were five types of animals that would be brought as sacrifice. There was oxen and sheep and goats and turtle doves and pigeons. Now, there were other sacrifices that were not animal sacrifices, like flour offerings, wheat, barley. There was olive oil, frankincense, and grape juice. But the the non-animal sacrifices were not as necessary, as important to God as the animal sacrifices. Those were the important offerings 
the blood offerings. And then Jesus came, look at Hebrews 9, 12. Jesus came to fulfill the law and to become the final sacrifice, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but what? By his, this is Jesus' own blood. He entered in once into the holy place. This is the holy of holies. And I don't believe this is the holy of holies on the earth. This is the, the holy of holies on the earth. The temple on the earth was a replica of what is in heaven. We read about that in Revelation. So Jesus, by his own blood, entered into the holy place. He brought that sacrifice to the Father, having obtained eternal redemption. There's our theme today, redemption for us, okay? And it's a one-time offering, a one-time sacrifice, but it was a blood sacrifice. So I think that's part of the reason that God rejected his sacrifice, but I don't think it was the only reason. And the, the, the reason I think that is because in Matthew 15, verse 8, it says, that the people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In other words, there are people that bring sacrifices. There are people that come to church. There are people that are religious, but their heart is far from God. It's so important that when we come before the Lord to worship, to fellowship with him, that our heart is right. You say, well, how do I do that? Just be humble and say, Lord, I've failed and, and I need your help today. Bring your heart closer to him. Maybe you're here because you were dragged here. Maybe you're here because you feel guilty. But I hope that you're here and I hope that you love God because your heart is close to him. You understand your situation and you've reached out to him in faith and you want to walk in that every day. It's that, that heart of fellowship. How do I know that, that the sacrifice is not the most important thing? It's important, and, it, and it's, the blood sacrifice is important, but that's not the only reason here that God rejected Cain's offering. There's another story in 1 Samuel in chapter 15 where Saul made a sacrifice, but he was disobedient in making that sacrifice. We're not going to spend the time today to study that through, but look at the verse. It says in verse 22, behold, to obey, to obey is better than sacrifice. To hearken than to the fat of the rams. This is a truth that the Bible tells us that the sacrifice is important, but it's not the most important. By the way, we don't sacrifice today. We don't bring animals to the altar today because Jesus was the final sacrifice. Every year they'd have to go into the Holy of Holies, the inner chamber of the temple, of the tabernacle, and go through a veil. The high priest, one time a year, would provide that Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur sacrifice, the blood would be put upon the Ark of the Covenant and the cover of the mercy seat. Jesus did that once and for all. And so it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting thing that's happening. And I do believe it points to the fact that the Lord's return is soon. But I don't need that. I don't need that. I believe the people that want it are good-hearted people. And I believe that uh, even the temple that Jesus frequented. It wasn't a godly place and a lot of things. Uh, God's Shekinah glory was no longer there, but Jesus was still there. And Jesus still respected 
the temple because it was a place of meeting. But we are the temple of the Holy Ghost now. So obedience is better than sacrifice. Remember that. So there was something deeper here with Cain. Let's look at Genesis 4, 6. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? You like that old English word? Why is thy countenance fallen? Wroth means burning anger. Countenance fallen means a fallen face. And you've seen that, right? When someone's upset, someone's mad, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's someone else, and you just see it in their face. It's hard to hide that. It's hard to hide that when you're mad. It's incredible the communication that your face can give off. We were recently at an event, and and there was someone there that had hurt our family deeply. And my heart is full forgiveness for this person. I truly love this person. Uh, This person caused us great pain. But when I saw this person, I saw that, that fallen countenance. I saw that, that the face that just showed there was anger. And we've got to get past that, right? Cain's face fell. His countenance was burning. His, his, he was angry because his brother's sacrifice was accepted and his was not. I think this is showing that there was a deeper problem. It wasn't just the sacrifice, although that was part of it. I think it's more than that. Look at verse 7 of Genesis 4. God says to Cain, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? There was a heart issue, wasn't there? There was something else going on with him. There was probably pride in his life. There was probably rebellion in his life. He probably wanted to do it his way and not God's way. And this this pride developed into something that was awful. And then God says, if thou doest not well, look at this, sin lieth at the door. Sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. There is something that is always trying to get you. And if you're born again and you're, you're a believer, that's, that, that thing that's trying to get you won't keep you from heaven, but it'll certainly keep you from having the joy that you could have, the fellowship that you could have, the impact that you can have, and the rewards that you could have had. Don't open that door. There was one guy that had a real struggle with alcohol. Every day he would go home and he'd pull into the the bar on his way home. He went to get counseling and the counselor said, you know, I've got an idea for you. Don't go that way home anymore. And and, and that's all it took. Don't, if there's something like that, that, that you know there's a problem, protect yourself. Get someone to help you with accountability. Get somebody to be praying for you. Don't open that door. That's what God said. Sin lieth at the door, and that sin is going to rule over you. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark absolutely free. 
This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print portraying David the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Genesis 4-9, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And this is the famous line. A lot of things that we say in society, isms, actually come from the Bible. This one is. He said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? What is the answer to that? You are. You are. Not just your physical brother, but your spiritual brothers and sisters. And he said, what hast thou done? Of course, God knew. God needs us to say it. And the voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thine hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. How sad. How sad. And Cain said unto the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. So even in this judgment, God is still merciful. From him came this ungodly line that eventually would be destroyed in the flood. One of his descendants, I think it's like six or seven times removed, was Lamech. Uh, Lamech also committed murder. You can see what, what happens uh, with the father. Sometimes happens with the son. It's not the, the, the father's fault always, but it certainly is a, is a truth. And two of his sons, one was Jabal and one was Tubal-Cain, which is really interesting in Genesis 4. Um, Jubal was one that was a maker of musical instruments. These were sophisticated people. Sophisticated people. You say, why did they live in caves? Well, some people had to because of whatever the situation was. It was a quick and easy shelter. But, I mean, good night. That's, that's not always a sign of being primitive. Have you seen the cave drawings? Have you seen what they, they, they had the ability to, you know, to make superglue? The Neanderthals did. They weren't pre-human. They were humans intelligent, bigger cranial capacity than we have, okay? So early man, and then, and then his brother, Tubal-Cain, also from Lamech, descendant of, of Cain, uh, was a master of metallurgy. He was one that was uh, excellent at making brass and iron. You say, how, how would they have known all that? It's incredible. How would they have known how to do that? Well, they did. They had the technology, and I think much smarter than we are today. You say, oh, we've got all this, all this modern technology. Well, we've invented certain things and we've accumulated knowledge, but I think individually we're not as smart as those ancestors of ours. Anyways, and then in verse 25 of Genesis 4, it says, Adam knew his wife again and she bare a son and called his name Seth. Aren't you glad 
that God gave Adam and Eve another boy named Seth. Why am I so happy about this? Because from Seth, eventually we'd come Jesus. From that godly line, Noah, Abraham, David, Jesus, all the descendants of Seth. For God said she hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel whom Cain slew. So in light of all that, let's go back to 1 John 3.11. And we already read verse 12, but 3.11 says this. This was our springboard to get back to the story of Cain and Abel. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. That's why John mentions Cain and Abel and the, the horrible things that happen in chapter 3, verse 12 of 1 John. And then the next verse says, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We should be loving each other because we live in a world that's going to hate you. Coach Tony Dungy takes a stand for pro-life and is ridiculed and ripped as a white right-wing extremist for being part of the March for Life when all he cares about is innocent babies. The world is not going to appreciate you and the stands that you're going to take. The hockey player that would not wear the the LGBTQ shirt in a warm-up, and they're ripping him for that. The world is going to hate you. That's why we need to love each other. We're brothers and we're sisters in Christ. We know, verse 14 of 1 John 3, we know that we have passed from death unto life. If, you've, if you're saved, you literally are saved. <laughs> you're on your way to heaven because we love the brethren, he that loveth not his brother abideth or walketh in death. If you have someone in your life, especially a Christian, that you don't like and you don't love, fix that. Ask forgiveness from God and go to that person and ask forgiveness and say, I forgive you. Even if they don't seek your forgiveness, still give it to them verbally. Verbally. If you want to do what God says and walk in life and not walk in death, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. What? That's what Jesus said. I've never killed anybody. I'm a pretty good person. Have you ever hated someone? Have you ever really disliked someone? I think we all have. Then we've all committed murder. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. You say, wait, wait, wait. Does that mean someone that's committed murder can't go to heaven? Well, if that's true, then it means whoever hateth his brother can't go to heaven because we're a murderer if we hated our brother, Right? So that means no, nobody can go to heaven. No, that's not what it means. It means if you're, and you can look at this up later, First John 2, it really explains all of this is walking in the light, walking in fellowship, abiding in fellowship. If you're not abiding in fellowship with Jesus Christ, you're going to find yourself doing things that the world does. You're going to find yourself at least mentally committing murder. Get your heart right. Get your heart right. Let me uh, close with this. Since you're a murderer, <laughs> have you ever been forgiven? Have you received that forgiveness? Have, have you experienced eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ? In John 3, 16, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. There's a God. There's a creator. There's Father, Son, and Spirit. He so loved the world that he, what, gave his only begotten son. He gave his son, his name is Jesus, 
And Jesus came and died for our sins and rose again. He paid our price on the cross. That whosoever, that's, that's you. It can be you. Whosoever, what? Believeth in him. What does that mean? It means to trust in him. To put your dependence in him. Not a, not a religion. Not yourself. Not your good works. But in Jesus, whoever believeth in him should not perish, which is hell, which is an eternal separation from God. Hell created for the devil, not for you. But that's the destination of those that reject his love. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have right now everlasting life. I know for sure I'm on my way to heaven, not because I'm perfect. We aren't going to heaven because of anything that we have done, but putting our trust in the one that did it all for us on the cross. Okay? Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then, for by grace, in Ephesians 2.8, are you saved through faith? You know that word faith? Is the same word as believe in John 3, 16, but one's a noun, one's a verb in the Greek. Okay, this is the noun. You're saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So how can I be saved from my sins? How can you be saved from your sins? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He say, it can't be, it can't be that easy. It can't be that simple. Well, it's, it's actually quite simple. But for some reason, it's not easy because we have to say, I can't save myself. And that, we don't want to say that. We want to say, well, I believe that Jesus did his part. And I have to do my part. That, no, we're saying he did it all. I can't do anything. And I believe that he died for my sins and rose again. At that very moment of faith, when you make that decision, one time in your life, you're saved. Not just for today, not just for tomorrow or until you mess up, but forever. He paid for all of your sins. And you're receiving that gift, you're believing in Jesus. And if you'll do that, the Bible says you've passed from death to life, you're born again. Now walk in that light. What a blessing it is to study scripture, both the Old and New Testament. And when we say Old Testament, we're not saying that it's old and irrelevant and obsolete. No, no, we're saying it's the Older Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures. But we couldn't understand the New Testament without really having the basis, the foundation of the Old Testament. I think we found that out again today as we studied Cain and Abel. And I hope that you don't have that hatred and, and how destructive that is in our hearts toward anybody, but especially our brothers and sisters, either physically or spiritually. Uh, do you know Jesus as Savior? Have you been saved from your sins? Well, Jesus died for our sins as the Good Shepherd. He paid for our our sins and he rose again and he's alive and he wants to save you. If you have questions about that, please contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website ingraceradio.com. And while you contact us, ask for your free The Lord is My Shepherd bookmark. We have a beautiful portrait of a shepherd. This is original artwork from a staff member here at InGrace and it's absolutely beautiful. And I'd love to thank you for listening to InGrace by sending you this bookmark. If you wanna give a gift to InGrace, we're thanking those of you that give gifts of $35 or more this month with five of these bookmarks and our brand new series about King David, Discover Hidden Israel 4. And it's a four part series. Each part is about 40 minutes long and it was filmed in Israel at all the places that David was at. I'd love to send you this video, either DVD or digital download. And I'd love to do that for you today. Now, some of you say, hey, I wanna invest more than just $35 
within grace because I know that you have a passion for the Bible, the Word of God, and for souls. If you believe that and you want to invest in grace, we're going to be careful with your money. We're going to use your money wisely. And so if you can send a gift of $250 or more, we're going to thank you with the DVD series and the five bookmarks plus a beautiful 16 by 20 canvas print of this original artwork, The Lord is My Shepherd, a beautiful sunset, the colors of the sun reflecting upon a good shepherd and sheep beside the still waters. Let me send this to you today. Don't forget your Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. Also for $35 or more, get five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the shepherd king. When you generously give $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace. P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr., InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.